Welcome to today's podcast. My daughter just gave me the best word, glamorous. That's right. That's what I should call today's podcast. I hear so many things and so many people say, I am so excited, but I just want to start saying it is going to be a glamorous experience for you today as you listen to a class that I taught on the how, air quotes, I created $300,000 in the first two years of my coaching business. I hope this helps you on your journey. I really, really do. I created this to give you some insight because I do not follow a typical masculine approach to growing a business, although my brain wanted to for a long time. And what I mean by masculine, I mean a step-by-step, a certain process, a force, um, a uh, like an obligation, right? This low, what I like to consider a low energy vibration with hustle and greed. And not that greed is necessarily good nor bad, but it's like this underlining energy we bring to a business that we're trying to grow so that we can earn money, right? You'll come to understand and learn that one of my philosophies is that service equals money. It's always serve, putting value out ahead of time, never not serving human beings. Okay. With that said, I hope you enjoy. Today, we're going to be talking about creation, and it's a lot simpler than what we allow it to be. And the number one thing about creation, the what, what I would consider the hard part is like learning to let go every single time, okay? And letting go of the subconscious programming, the programming that we get from our society, just our own internal belief systems about who we are and how things should be, letting go of entitlement, letting go of... Uh, basically anything that isn't serving us, that is creating some type of friction between where you are and where you want to be. All right. So with that said, can someone just let me know, is there, hold on, let me pop in the chat box. You're welcome to ask any questions anytime, but can you hear me or nod? There's Laura, I think you're the only one that is actually on the video. Okay. So I have some things that I wrote down because I want to make sure that I get, I get, how do I say this? Most of the way that I operate is I allow things to work in and through me. I have things some I have some things written down because the laws of creation, what I've understood about creation, it's not a step-by-step process, so to speak, but it's learning to understand and live in the principles of who you are. There are principles always at play, whether they're eternal, whether they're temporal, there's just principles for us to live by. And the main principle that I want you guys to walk away from is that manifesting and creating is an internal experience. And it's not so much about things, but it's about who we are and us being committed to that person. And it is about being you. I talk a lot about who do you want to be, right? That is that is the question that I ask myself every single day when I show up in business and and in life, especially when I'm presented with something that feels challenging, who do I want to be? So manifestation or creation, I like to use the word creation, is an internal experience. Okay. Once, if you can just open your hearts and your mind to understanding this, you have to learn to be, okay, Let me make sure I get this right. Okay. I want you to consider that you have to learn to be the person that creates 
whatever you want to claim your worth, whatever you desires is yours to have, even before you ask of it. That is what I would consider a principle that, that God is constantly operating on. He wants us to understand. Thank you, Laura. He wants us to understand that he's willing to give us what we want, even before we ask. That's what I would consider a principle or a law by which all things are governed. Okay. They're made conditions on us asking, but they're already ours to have whatever it is that we want. So another thing I want you to consider is learning to love what is. I'm just going to jump right in. Okay. I want you guys to stop. I want you to ask questions. You can make statements or if you want, there's even the opportunity to be coached. I won't go into a lot of coaching. That's not what today is about. But if there's anything that you want coaching on, I don't mind providing that for you at this time. So coming to understand, okay, how did I create $300,000 in two years in the first years of my coaching? And I like to look back and laugh and like, wow, that was a crazy storm of a roller coaster. How did that even happen? It is very typical that when you hit certain levels, of your success in your business, your brain's not going to be able to understand. And the principle of writing pen to paper is you have to teach your brain how you created things. You have to teach your brain to find the evidence of what it is that you created and you build off of it. Because you're, it's easy, even when I sat down to prepare this, it was so easy for my brain to say, okay, uh, you don't know how you did, or there wasn't a step or there wasn't a process. I'm like, yeah, there really wasn't. I, I was really committed to learning as I went. Okay. And so when I, one of those things that I was committed to learning is, is learning to love what is. And I know that you guys have read Byron Katie. Some of you have read, I know all of you on here, but some of you might not have read, let's say, let's say it in that way. So Byron Katie wrote a book called Loving What Is, and it's something that I highly recommend. But one of the, one of the principles that I implemented in my life is I was determined to love all the things that I believed were in my way from creating what it is that I wanted. And my perfect example that I have is when I lived in my in-laws house, when seven of us shared a bedroom for six months, I, if I knew that if I wanted to, like, if I wanted that principle to be true for myself, I had to, I had to start where I was. So it was very easy. There was a lot of things that I did not like about living with my in-laws. And so I just like, you know, I am going to learn to love where I'm at no matter what and at all costs. And it took me six months to do that for the very first time. Okay. Because I was very intentional about it. And during that six months, when I was learning just to live by this principle alone, that's when I had to face a lot of things. I just had to face a lot of things. A lot of entitlement came up during that period of time. Like my life shouldn't look this way. I should be farther along. I should have this by now. I had that experience alone caused me to look at where entitlement was existing in my business and in my life and in my relationships. So when you're learning these principles in your business, it is more than just applying them in your business, but it's a learning to apply them in everyday life. Okay. It's when I decided on the values, okay. The values that I wanted to operate my business are gratitude, fun, love, and service. 
Those are the four main values. Okay. Those, those just resonated with me in every way. So if I wanted to operate my business from that way, I needed to learn to apply that to relationships that I was having. I needed to learn to apply those values in what I was learning and the things that seemed hard, right? In the challenges that life presented itself, I wanted to learn to operate always from that place. And it was easy to want to do that in a business, but my personal challenge was learning to take those values and then apply them because how you show up in one area, right, is how you show up in another area. And I knew that, right, to some degree, but I had to learn it for myself. So when you are wanting to create, okay, manifestation and creations are the same thing, by the way, I kind of use them um, interchangeable, but learning to create, okay, if it's an inward job, I want to remind you that creation, like you are the vessel, you are God's vessel to complete the work that he already has in store for you. Literally, you are bringing his work to pass. That's how when I think of creation and when I think of business, I've had a lot of things that the Lord has taught me lately that God has shown to me that the spirits revealed to me is my business was created spiritually already. It's spiritually created first. And if I am the vessel, right, by which God's work is brought to pass, I want to be really, really in tune with what that means. And this might sound kind of like, woo, out there for some of you. So be patient with yourself if it's not something that you necessarily understand. But the other day, as I was thinking about like the, the heaviness that comes with like, what is my purpose and who am I supposed to help, right? As coaches in our business world, like, what is my niche? What is my offer? Like there's sometimes it comes with this heaviness. I just thought like, wow, we decided our purpose before we came. And that settled with me very, very intentionally because one of the values also that I like to consider that I operate my business from is that I'm bringing heaven to earth. And I think that's what we're all doing. And you might not consider that or recognize that in your own business, but essentially um, I'm also committed to co-creating with God. So spiritually speaking, I'm bringing heaven to earth and that's what I'm here to do. And so Anyways, that's kind of like around just a little bit of information about the way that I consider my business, because I probably should have said this at the beginning, but co-creating with God is just, it's, it's, that's it. That's what I want to do. And, and he, I like to consider him as um, the CEO of my business. I like to consider that everything that I decide, like I'm in it with him. And so I committed to learning the co-creative process in my business and what that meant for me and what that looked like. Now, we're all different. Our wants and our, our needs are very uniquely ours. So if I'm gonna give you a step, step one is <laughs> to learn to become okay with what you want and the things that you need and all of the things that you feel that you want support with, okay? Now, I'm gonna take that step back because I don't have steps. <laughs> But I'm going to give you kind of a number system just so I can stay on track. That way, uh, that way you guys can get any information. And I want to offer you that in this space right now, that if you're open to it, um, the spirit will work in and through you to what you need to know today and what you need to understand for yourself to be able to grow and create the business that you want to create. 
So number one, I already talked to you already about my values. Okay. So number two, I studied the spiritual laws of creation. Now I have deemed the spiritual laws of co-creation is forgiveness, enoughness, and gratitude. So when I think of enoughness, it's referred to sufficiency a lot in the coaching industry. So the spiritual laws, when I say forgiveness, right, it kind of ties into the other law that God's operating on already is just the vacuum law of prosperity. So in order to make room for something new, we have to be willing to let something go. So forgiveness operates on a spiritual level is because we are letting go of certain emotions, certain belief systems, and we are forgiving ourselves for holding onto them, for choosing them. We're forgiving others easily and readily. Forgiveness is always, always extended to us from a loving heavenly father, always. And because of our savior, Jesus Christ, the atonement has already, the price has already been paid. So when we're holding on very tightly to what we think is serving us, it doesn't make room for what it is that we're trying to create. We have to be willing to let it go. Even certain identities. And I'm going to give you an example in terms of money. So one year ago, like starting in like March or May, I remember thinking like I'm creating five figure months, no matter what, that's just who I am. So once I started creating that consistently, which happened just about every single month, starting like a few months after, I think it was July, 2020, that I created my first five figure month. I consistently created them. And when I was consistently created them, I, it just like hit me, like in order for me to create $20,000 a month consistently or a six figure, six figure month, I had to let go of the identity that I am the person who creates $10,000 a month. Now, I realized like the second that that's just who I was, right? There was, there was no drama about it. I had to let go of that. I had to let go of that identity because I was connected to creating just that amount. So I wanted to create something more. In order for me to do that, I had to let go of what came with that. Hey, Chris, thanks for joining us. You can stay on video or off. It's totally up to you. Um, so that that's when I say a spiritual law of wealth creation, that's what forgiveness is. That's when I say we're letting go of old identities and stepping into another identity, right? So if you could imagine in a year from now, right, creating consistent five-figure months or having your first six-figure months, whatever your goals are, you're planning the seed now for that, for you to be able to step into that and be able to receive that for yourself. That's what I want you to think of, okay? I read this quote the other day. Like the seed that you plant today, you don't get to eat the fruit of it in the same day. Like you are constantly always planting seeds. So I want you to think about the I am statements, the way that you see, speak about yourself. I am a person who does this. I am a person who creates this. The I am statements work on a very subconscious level. You're always like who you are, remember, exist here. Every, all the way that you're operating in your life, you're operating from your subconscious belief systems. And so you want to be able to address that and speak to that. And I am is a very powerful statement. Okay, the next thing that I did is I surrounded myself with forward thinkers. I just surrounded myself, you guys, and I'm so sorry, this is gonna come off very judgmental, but being a stay-at-home mom for 10 years, I was around stay-at-home moms that complained 
about a lot of things and I love them. I complained in the same way. I complained about all the time I didn't have and all the things I couldn't buy and all the help I wasn't receiving. <laughs> okay. That's if I could theme it. Right. And um, anyways, I learned to love those women that it had nothing to do with them, but I just noticed that if I wanted, I needed to be in a room that was, they were, they were more committed to their future than they were committed to their suffering. So when I think about complaining, every time you complain, although I give a plenty of time and space for it in my own personal life, I, it's not ever helping. I am committing to essentially who I used to be. When I complain, I'm, I'm, I'm committing and I'm more interested in my past than I am my future. That's how I look at complaining. So when I say that it has a time and a space is because we're all human, right? No one, I don't expect myself to never complain again, but I'm very, very aware of when I do. And um, it still doesn't feel comfortable. Even though I'm complaining, there's some level of discomfort because I'm like, this is not who I want to be. This is just not who I want to be. So a lot of times I take all of my complaints and I go on a walk and I give them to God. I'm just like, listen, y'all, you know what to do with this. So here it is. And I lay it at his feet. That's what I like to, that's the space that I've created myself for when my, when I need to be able to work with that human side of me. Okay. Cause I don't want to deny, there's no point to denying yourself because you're, we are human, right? It's like this really generous level of acceptance I like to give myself. So if I want to complain, I go in a car, I take it to prayer or I go on a walk. It's just, that's how I've learned to um, reconcile that part of me that wants to get it out. Okay. Our, the next thing, um, when I said that I learned and studied the laws of the universe, I didn't just read about them once, like I studied them and I figured out how to apply. So when I think about like the law of polarity, what goes up must come down. That was my favorite thing. When I was told that I just get to decide where rock bottom is, I was like, what? Be part of my subconscious belief system is that I had to suffer. Like I had to suffer before I received something good. So I was constantly like, oh my gosh, it's going to get worse before it gets better, right? Like I kept thinking these things. But once I realized that I could just decide right now, right here today, this is, is I'm at my rock bottom. It can only go up from here. So that's what, that's when essentially when I say I studied and apply the law of polarity, if I knew that that was a law that was true, I wanted to learn to intentionally apply it. So I had to teach my brain, if this is my rock bottom and I'm only going up from here, what does that look like? What does that feel like? What am I going to spend my time doing? Okay. So I learned to use the laws, not just study them, not just think that they're pretty things, but I learned to apply them every single day in my life. Um, so I already spoke about how I made God, my business partner and co-creating with God was what I wanted. So, um, okay. The next thing that I did is I changed the way that I spoke about myself and I changed the way that I spoke about other people and money and even God, I changed how I started speaking. And I'm going to give you an example and I'm going to use one of the laws, like the laws of oneness, right? If we're all connected energetically, if I start talking crap on another person, I'm essentially talking crap on myself. And I thought, I sat there and thought about it. And I said, you know, that's why they make, it makes sense why they say there's no reason to gossip. Gossip doesn't actually hurt the person you're gossiping about. I mean, it can potentially hurt them, right? 
not taking away from that experience, but gossiping and talking about other people is actually doing more harm for myself than it is for them. Because the brain cannot, the subconscious brain cannot decipher like what is true and what is not. So if I say that girl over there is a B word, I'm really just saying that about myself because that's what the subconscious brain hears and it reinforces belief systems. So when you're noticing that you're wanting to attack another individual, that's an opportunity for you to turn it back inside yourself. Where am I showing up exactly how that person is? What am I doing that is re- that that person is reminding of that is no longer serving me, right? And it comes in the most interesting ways when you can open yourself up to taking the trigger that someone else is causing for you and turning it back and asking yourself, how am I being exactly like her? How am I doing it? And that, my friends, is a lot of work, actually. I don't want to like shy away from the experience or think that like, oh yeah, it's like this grand and this glorious and this rainbows and unicorns and daisies. It's actually not very fun to be able to look at, I like to call that the shadow work, right? Whenever there is a trigger that you're experiencing, all you're doing is inviting a light to be shown on a shadow. That's how I like to kind of describe it. You're you're shining a light on something that is dark that all of us have, right? The scriptures sometimes will refer to it as our weaknesses or our human frailties. We get to look at it. We get to decide, do we want to make it a strength? Do we want to use this for the benefit of other people? Because I 100% believe that, that whatever you have done, that you might deem like whatever um, belief systems that have not served you that are considered negative, or maybe just not helping or hurting other people, God has the ability to make those things good. I know that to be true. You can take all of this whole time, like I am worthless. I, I am not enough, right? Which we all have experienced in this life, the lack we can take that and we can actually give it to God. We can give it to, we can ask him to sanctify it, make it pure, use it for the benefit of his highest good. And he will, that is something that I've had to learn. I just thought I was, every time I was in lack, I'm like, oh my gosh, like, what am I going to do with this? I'm like, wait a minute. I can just give it to him. He knows what to do with it. I don't have to try to control that. He knows how to make everything good and everything pure. Um, So another thing that I did is I learned to get inside my body. And what I mean by that is I used movement. I danced, I would sing. um, Sometimes I would go swimming and I hate washing my hair, you guys. I hate it. So when I feel like this pull to be in water, I'm like, oh, that's gotta be the universe because I don't wanna wash my hair today. So I have to learn to trust that, right? There was things that my body would tell me that it wanted that I had to learn to trust that they were good. And let me give you another example. Um, Can you say that again about lack and how do you give that to God? Um, Yes, let me give you my swimming pool example and I'll come back and answer this question. I'm sorry, I I know that I'm going through this fast but all of you can have the recording, okay? I'm not trying to go through it fast. I'm just giving you such, I'm just like having fun over here, okay? (laughs) Um, So I was just talking about whatever, the lack that we all experience being humans, right? Or what a lot of times we think of as our weaknesses, uh, belief systems. I use the belief, I am not enough. A lot of times we will try to fix that belief. And I'm just saying the opportunity 
is to forgive yourself and then give it to God and he will make it good. Like there's nothing that you can do. There's nothing, no thoughts that you have that's going to ruin your perfect plan that has already been presented that he's just waiting to give, right? So when you say I'm not enough, like we don't have to spend solving for it all the time. We can process the experiences our body is having and we can ask the Lord, we can ask God to make it good, sanctify it, purify it, use it for my highest good, the world, the, the, the world's highest good, right? Your highest good, whatever you want, whatever words feel natural for you to say. There's not like, um, I don't have a set way of doing this, but when I realize that there are certain beliefs that are holding me back, I acknowledge them. I forgive myself and I give it to God. And I was like, make something good of this, please. I know you can, right? Because all things are working together for our good. And that's a principle that I choose to live by. And that means that requires me to be on my game, right? It's like, if this is what I believe and I'm committed to being what I believe, then I have to be willing to let it go. I give, and since I can't do it all myself and I don't have the answers, that's where I just trust him. Um, so going back into learning to use your body, that like your body has the answers. <laughs> and I know that's like very simple way of explaining it, but essentially, if you want to change the programming in your brain, you have to get your body on board. So you cannot positive your way to thinking I can create a million dollars if your body is living in fear and if your body is living in doubt. So can you, like I look again, I look at the pornography industry and I'm like, yeah, they're a multi-million dollar business, most likely based in fear and in lack, but they're still making a ton of money. Okay. Now I don't spend a lot of time thinking about that industry, but I want you to consider like there, the type of business that you're in. And when you're committed to creating it from a spiritual place, this is a principle that you have to learn to use. You have to learn to use your body. So if you want to believe that you are enough, that you're worthy, that you're loved, that you're divine, that you're God, that you are one with God, you have to teach your body it's safe. You have to create a response in your body that doesn't feel um, fear, doubt, and uncertainty are usually the main, you know, emotions that come from, that happen when you don't believe that or when you're not in alignment, right? So like, let's see. So part of my base belief is that I'm worthy, I'm whole, I am love, I am divine. Those are my four, like those are just four of my just base, the, 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 the foundation of who I am. So when I want to bring myself back to the foundation of I am, I have to process like that, the fear response. What is it called? Hold on. It's not, it's like, it's not a stress response, a fear response, but when our body is living in survival, that's what I was looking for. When your body is living in survival, it's not going to be able to accept new truths about you. That's all. I should have just started with that. <laughs> so we have to get your body on board to be able to create and open our minds to new beliefs, right? Beliefs that we've always had, but we're just remembering, right? I am whole. I am divine. I am love. We came from love. That's who we are. We forgot. We're not here to have to pass through like these trials and these tests. We're really just here to remember. So our spirit already knows that that's who we are. We have to teach our body that's who we are. 
Okay, so dancing, meditation, praying, walking, sports, singing out loud, yelling, screaming in a pillow, whatever your body needs, your body to help you let go of that, that fear response or to take you out of survival mode is it's all available for you to use. You just get to decide. Remember, they're just tools. You don't, there's no need to like grasp at everything, but just trust that you're, that you have everything that you need to teach your body how to be in an abundant place. Okay. So another thing that I did is I invested in myself. Yeah. See, you don't have to. That's the thing. I want you to know the investment in yourself, but there's an energetic piece. Okay. Especially when we're coaches and we're in, we're in a service-based business we have to understand people are investing in themselves. It's important to invest in yourself, but investing in yourself could be very different for everyone. It could be investing your time. It could be investing your money. It could be, um, it could be a few different things. So it could be like educating yourself. Now, education could be sometimes considered as a passive action. You just get to decide where you're at with that. But um, I'm not saying you have to invest yourself in your in yourself with just money i chose to that was my path i invested in like marriage coaching energy working i went to plant medicine retreats i invested in a spiritual coach and speaking coaches i invested in business coaches right i just wasn't afraid to invest and that was my own personal path and now as a result of that i had to also learn how to not invest so much into my personal growth right i just kept throwing my money i'm like who wants to help me take my money you got it you're helping me right i didn't i never i didn't even have a business coach i i had created my first hundred thousand dollars in my business before investing in a business coach i invested in a marriage coach and because i invested in a marriage coach it helped clear a lot that was happening here so that i could focus on what I wanted to create and how I wanted to help people. So there's no right or wrong way to go back, but I want you to consider yourself, like I want you to consider like, where are you investing in yourself? Um, so another thing that I did is whatever I felt afraid of, I ran directly towards it. <sighs> Have to take a deep breath on that one <laughs> because that is not, um, I didn't, how do I say this? I just knew, I knew the answers were on the other side of fear. So that was a knowing that I had. So for, in order for me to get those answers, I had to face my fears and I just became okay with it. Okay. That's it. Like I just became, if I was afraid of my success, one of the big fears that held me back for a minute is I was afraid that I wasn't going to be able to provide for my family. I had to face it. I had to process that fear for days and days and days, okay? So next thing I did, I visualized. I visualized, I felt the feelings and that the, there is a certain principle that if you visualize and you feel the feelings ahead of time um, and then you decide that it's done and you let it go. So that, this process is, I'm not gonna go really deep into it right now, but our thoughts create our results, but our feelings connect us to the experience. So the more I felt the experience, the quicker it came to me. Like, quicker is not even the right word. Um, 
okay, let's just use my $10,000 a month example. So if I was creating $10,000 a month in my business, I practiced feeling the emotions of what I thought I would be feeling, what I would be doing. I visualized that experience over and over and over again. I spoke as if it was already done. When I prayed, I thanked God for the money already. Like I thanked him ahead of time. I didn't have it in my bank account, but it didn't mean it wasn't there. So I thanked him. My prayers wasn't like, bless me with $10,000. My prayers became, thank you for blessing me. I spoke in that way. And I started applying that in my prayers. I started applying that in, again, I had to change the way that I would speak about money. So every time someone wanted to do something, I wouldn't talk about how I couldn't afford it. I would just say, I'm choosing not to spend money in that way right now, right? It was, I was intentionally choosing to spend money in a certain way rather than talking about all the things I couldn't have because of money. I can't afford it, right? I can't do this right now. It, even if it was true, it was not helping me create what it is that I wanted, okay? So um, I have just two more things and then it's open. If we have any discussions or questions that you guys want to ask, okay. So I wanna come back and just really quick talk about letting go. And I don't know, everyone's brain works differently, but what I've come to understand that if you're here, your brain is probably similar to mine, okay? In the sense that you have to let go I let go of the house. I stop looking at steps. I let go of strategies. I let go of obligations, anything that created a hustle or a force. So if I was trying, you know, they say in like the marketing world, okay, they're like, yeah, if you want to get people's attention, give them a step-by-step process. And inwardly that felt suffocating. I'm like, Ugh. like, I just, just didn't feel right. But there were times where I would entertain the idea that that's what was something I should do. So if I'm going back to talking about using our bodies, right? My body was telling me, no, like that's not who you are. People don't heal in steps. People don't create money in steps. There's no steps. There's no, there's not like, there is, there is a process, but it's very individualized. And the process of learning how to create money is going to look different for everyone, even though the principles are still the same. Right. So they're all the same, but they're going to be learned and applied and used and utilized at different times. And one of the gifts that I know that I that I believe that I have is like I have intuition. So anyone can come to me. I can hear what they're saying and I can understand, Okay, what principle they haven't yet learned. Like I can see it almost right away, but it's not like I take in my coaching sessions. I don't take them from there and then create a step. Right. The Lord, God knows exactly when you need and, and, and when you're ready to receive. So part, the reason I'm, hold on, I'm going a little fast. The reason I'm telling you that is because you have to let go of things that you know internally aren't going to help you. Stop trying to force yourself to do what everyone tells you to do. That's it. Stop trying to, to follow someone else's system um, and start learning to create your own, whatever that looks like for you. And that requires a deep level of acceptance. You know, I had, like, I just can remember, you know, and I think my husband will be okay with this. We had so many disagreements because he's had, he's created so much, so many different businesses, right? We had so many disagreements about how I should market and if I should use Facebook ads. I'm like, listen, listen, 
<laughs> I don't need a website. I didn't create my first website until I had created $200,000 in my business. I'm like, I don't need a website. And I knew that was true because of how my body felt. And if I tried, if I started entertaining it, like, well, maybe I should, that there, in comes the entitlement, in comes the ego, right? Like the ego just wants, um, it wants to solve for something, right? And I'm like, it's not the website. The website isn't why I'm not creating clients. The website isn't why I'm creating money. But my, our brains are just designed in that way. So when you start to let go of things that aren't serving you, you're, you're creating a deep level of acceptance about who you are and the way that God uses you as a vessel to work in and through you, whatever that looks like. So you let go, when you're learning to let go and create a deep level of acceptance, you're letting go of expectations. You're letting go of shoulds, the have tos, the need tos. You're even letting go of the wanting. Now, that might be like, what? Okay. I want you to think that wanting is as long as you're wanting something, you're never not going to be wanting it. So when you want a million dollars, you're going to be wanting it. It keeps it at a distant. It keeps you, it keeps you wanting. Now, wanting and desiring are in very important parts of the process of learning how to create and learning how to manifest but understanding that um, it's taking your brain from wanting to understanding, like to having, right? Really, really understanding that what you want is already yours. I guess that's what, that's why, okay. I can remember when I first started this, like I just wrote out all the things that I wanted and it wasn't a problem. But what came of it is I had to look at my belief system. Why was I not worthy to have this? Why aren't I, why don't I have it already? If, if this is what I want and God wants to give it to me, why don't I have it already? So that's kind of why it's like, there's a, there's, it's not a fine line, but there's a balance and understanding that we're never not going to stop wanting things because of how we're built. Like the whole, um, we're built to create, we're built to contribute, we're built to give back, right? We're, we're built to want more. We're, we're built to like, I want a vacation in two weeks, right? So it's learning to make peace with it, but teaching yourself the language of creation comes from understanding that it's already yours. It's like learning. So what I mean by that is in comes the next. And the last thing that I'm going to mention is creating the ability to receive, 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 receive. That's what creation is about. It's not about forcing something to happen, but understanding that it's already yours to have and that it's coming towards you. And for those who operate from a very intellectual mind, they're like, well, how does that even work? And I'm trying to think of a simple way to um, um, like explain this. Okay, maybe, hold on, it will come to me. I might come back to it. So let's just stay here with this ability to receive. All of you guys have everything that you need right now at this moment to be able to receive that what it is that you want. So, and what I mean by that is we receiving requires you to let go of the how it comes to you, right? Or how it's happening or when it's happening. The how and the when are none of your business, okay? Why and what you want is all of your business. That's what you spend time. Why do I want this? What do I think it will give me? Okay, why do I want this? What do I want, right? <laughs> that question, well, what do you want? Well, I want a million dollars, why? Right, it's being really, really intentional. 
Well, why do you want a million dollars? What do you think a million dollars will give you that you don't already have now? They're like peace, security, financial freedom, vacations, right? So you have to teach your brain that really you're just wanting an emotion, creating that emotion ahead of time and finding evidence that you already have it. What you want, you already have, and it's finding that evidence. And that requires you to believe ahead of time. So it's just a different part of our brains. That's all. It's different parts of our brains. And since our subconscious can't tell the difference, we have to use our body. We have to think about what we want, connect it to our body, and create that experience. Okay, there we go. That's how I created $300,000. I didn't have a strategy (laughs) for you or a step-by-step process, which you now know why. But if any of you guys do, any of you guys have questions, you're welcome to get on the on the video or you can um, not be on the video and just ask it in the chat box. What, what do you think? Oh, there's a train outside and my desk is shaking. We live right by the railroad. And every time it comes by, it starts shaking my desk. <laughs> okay. Yeah, just pop on. You're okay. If you have a question, just pop on. What's up? <clears throat> well, I, I thought it was really funny that I didn't even know you had a website. And I've, I've, I found your website just now. I didn't even know you had one. That's really funny. That It's just funny. Um, yeah, you're on my website, by the way. I am. Yeah. <laughs> How fun. Okay. I'll check that I, out. I put your testimony on there. Yes. Okay. Good. <laughs> Love it. Um, okay. That was a lot, Corey. I, I know. Like it's been like fire hosed. <laughs> yep. You have been fire hosed. This whole purpose of this class was just to like, if you had questions, people want to know. And I don't, again, like the way that I run my business, I, there's not like a set thing. There is just principles and there's values by which I choose to be. And I'm committed to being the very best version of me that I know how to. Yeah. So it's funny you talked about the pornography industry, but one, one question I had kind of along that same vein was like, like Steve Jobs, for example, did not do this. Right. And so like, what's the difference How do you know he didn't do it? Um, do you think he visualized? He, you know, he probably did visualize. But when I think of him, I think of like a like a forced energy. Yeah. Like he like he forced it and willed it to happen, and he wasn't concerned about like being his best self. Maybe I don't know. He was concerned about the company being its best. Like he wanted it to be head and shoulders above everything else, the highest quality. I mean, he had a lot of vision and a lot of intention. Let me ask you this. Why are you worried about Steve Jobs? Because my brain's like, he didn't have to do all this. (laughs) Right. So that's beautiful. That is, I want you to acknowledge that, that that's where you're at and that's okay. Like I didn't, I gave you principles that I've gave, I've gave, I'm giving you the hindsight, right? I'm giving you like what had to come through me over a two year period of time, right? 
if I like, if the one thing that you can leave today with, remember I said, like manifestation is an inside job. It's just, you are the vessel by which the Lord's work is brought to pass. And you get to be that person. Yeah. So when you say Steve Jobs had this force energy, we, I mean, we don't always know that, but what came through as you were talking, I was like, well, that's because you're operating in force. So you're looking for validation. Like he forced it. He worked hard. Like he didn't have to do all this stuff. Why do I have to do this? Mm -hmm. You Mm -hmm. see how he's just kind of like giving you an opportunity to learn inward, look inward. Yeah, I see that. And that's okay. That's what we do. Like we want to seek validation for why we feel or why we are the way that we are. This person did that. It's like, when are you going to be more interested in you than other people? Yeah. What do you think? Um, And what I mean by other people, like other business owners ways. Right. Yeah. (laughs) I think I'm just struggling to relax and calm down and not be in scarcity. Um, and cause I really do want to force it and I just want to like put my head down and just like do the things. Yeah. And, uh, I need to process out a lot of the fears that I have. I know I need to do that because I have a lot of fear. And, do you um, that? yes and no. I mean, obviously I don't want to deal with like feel it, but all of my answers are on the other side of that. I believe that. Um, yeah. So I want you just to know that like the disconnect and that's like, this is the, you know, the answers are on the side of it, but you're like, yeah, but like, I need to kind of comes with like this sluggish, right? Well, yeah, no, this, this whole thing, like, it's been a, a workout for my brain to kind of like stay present because even listening to this whole thing like my brain's like oh no nope shut down like get tired be distracted we don't want to be here this is not what we want we want to be want to find strategy want to find just give me the do's give me the do's and I'll do it because I because of the just the intense need I have which is so funny that you said you know stop wanting money yeah I wanted it very badly so of course I'm going to create more wanting. Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, how do I have? Like, what? My brain's very confused by that. But so I have can... you seen the movie Soul? Uh, not all the way through. I've seen parts uh, of it. Oh my gosh, go watch Soul. That's that's your <laughs> only job today, okay? Okay. <laughs> You'll make a ton of money eventually watching Soul. But there's, <laughs> there's a part of the movie where... Um, where okay can someone help me like what are those lost souls is that what they're called something like that yeah so they get sent to this place right and that's what it reminded me of that's why you need to go watch this movie where you just put your head down and do the work those are those are lost souls like they're Mm -hmm. lost as to like their intention they're not connected to the bigger picture you are here to heal you're a healer right Mm -hmm. and so healers usually are the ones that need the most healing (laughs) and that's okay. And I, and I laugh at that. Okay. So can I just tell you how God speaks to me really quick? Cause as he's talking, he just brought this rap song to my head. (laughs) 
Oh my gosh, I can't believe I'm saying this. But I'm gonna tell you anyways, okay? But do you like rap music or hip hop? Or I don't even know what to call this song, but he's like, there's this one song, I'm gonna send it to you. He's like, watch yourself, sit beside yourself. I know, do you know what song that is? Is that the danger one? Yeah, but he's like, go ahead though. That's <laughs> how I feel like that God literally speaks to us. He's like, watch it, stop it, go ahead. <laughs> Like that's what he is constantly allowing us to do. He's not going to break our choice. So when we are putting our head down and forcing ourselves to do the work, that's what he's essentially telling you, like, stop, watch. Okay, but go ahead. I can't, there's, you got to be able to learn how to connect to your why, right? I don't know. I'm going to send you guys, I'm going to send you that song just so you can laugh. It's, it has cuss words in it, but it's fine. <laughs> like I learned through cuss words. <laughs> My four-year-old or my fourth child says cuss word cusses all the time because it makes her laugh. So I finally taught her to say, I'm like, you're not allowed to say that word. You're allowed to say sugar, honey, iced tea. <laughs> but whenever she tries to cuss now, she says sugar, honey, iced tea. It's like one of That's things. cute. I know. It's kind of, I laugh. I don't care. Okay. I was kind of going off on a tangent there, but what's the pearl of wisdom you received? For yourself uh physician heal thyself <laughs> there you go i didn't even say those words no you did not that's beautiful i want to answer a question from christina but are you good did you get your question answered laura mm -hmm. physician heal thyself okay christina said, I if I recognize that one of my beliefs is I can't have what I want, how do you use the principle of letting it go and giving it to God to sanctify this belief to work for me instead of against me like you talk about? Oh, that's good. Okay. I like that question. So first of all, if you are still believing it's true, I want to remind you that it's serving you in some, in some way. So it there's most likely for you, Christina, like a belief underneath that, that it's supporting. So if you know what that is, feel free to um, type it in the chat box. So you're saying, how do I use the principle of letting it go? So two things, one, self-forgiveness. So when I talked about this, the spiritual laws of wealth creation, on a spiritual level, we have to be willing to let things go. And we do that through self-forgiveness. So when I am forgiving myself for belief systems, I will often say, I forgive myself for believing that I can't have what I want. And I take a breath in and a breath out. And I say it as much as I need, as much as it comes up for me, I forgive myself for holding on to this belief. I forgive myself for choosing this belief. I forgive myself for not letting this belief go. However, however you need to word it, um, self-forgiveness is a huge piece. And we, the reason we use breath is because it will then connect us to our body at a subconscious level. So I forgive myself for believing this. And we use that breath to let it go. Okay, and we can, you can say that 10 times if you want, right? You can say that in multiple times, multiple times a day if you feel like it needs to. If you really wanna let it go, um, 
I just, once I acknowledge and I offer myself the self-forgiveness, I then offer it to God. So that's kind of my own personal step process. Once I see it, I forgive myself. And then essentially I just bring it to God in prayer. Sometimes I imagine laying the thought at the feet of Christ. Sometimes I imagine putting the thought on the altar. Sometimes I will walk outside and I've told, I think I might've told you guys this before, but I'm kind of weird. But I like see a tree or I see a bird flying by and I'm like, that tree knows exactly what to do with this belief. I was like, can you make it good? And I'm like, and I give it to the tree, right? And I'm like, send it away. And I, you know, I'm kind of in this, it feels like a little bit of a make-believe or a la-la land sometimes, but it's, all it does is just help my brain acknowledge that I'm letting it go. It's not for me. This is not who I am. So I just ask God to sanctify it. That's it. I just say, listen, you know how to make this good. I trust that. It Can you please make something good of this? You're welcome to also look for the evidence that that's what he's doing, or you can just let him do his work. You never have to think about it again if you don't want to either. I think creating evidence in your favor is always a benefit, especially when we're letting go. So your particular example, I can't have what I want. How is that not true? How can I have what I want, right? Start building that evidence. You can forgive yourself. You can pray. You can sanctify it. You can make something good of it and then take your brain. Yeah, God, please consecrate this thought and this belief. And, and you can take your brain to the place of like, how can I have what I want? How is that true? Did that answer your question, Christina? I don't know if you're still there, but those are my initial thoughts, unless you have any other thoughts. I love you, friend. <laughs> Thank you. Okay, so if that's all that we have, does anyone have any questions? You can raise your hand, thoughts, chat box. In fact, I would kind of love I, you don't have to put it in the chat box today, but I'm going to send this email out. I'm going to send the replay to my email list just for them to have. But if you, if you would like to reply or send me an email, whatever came through to you, if you guys received your own personal pearl of wisdom, so to speak, I would love to hear what that is. Remember, we are all one and we are all connected in that way. So um Christina said, how do we get the replay? Um, just uh, if you're on my email list, I'm just going to put the link from today. So that I'll see, yeah, I'll send it to my email list and you can get on my email list at coreywoodscoaching.com. So that's it. All right. That was a lot of information. Thank you guys for showing up today. Okay. Have a great day. Bye.